Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. Well, I hope I sound a little better. I'm not sure. I think it does, but we'll see. A little worried about the levels. Sort of interesting. I'm showing my levels a lot hotter here, but it sounds softer when I do a little test. Anyway, I found another piece of equipment I had in another place and plugged it in, and it works. Who can explain the strangeness of software upgrades, right? (laughs) So here we are. We are going through the Gospel of Matthew, but we're taking a little side trip here in these last couple episodes. We're looking at what happens when Jesus is hauled before Caiaphas. We've looked at Matthew, Mark, and Luke in their account. And now we're up to John. And this John account is really, really helpful, okay? So let's just go to it. It's in the 18th chapter of John, beginning with verse 28, says this. Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas into the praetorium. So you remember that the religious rulers had decided that Jesus was guilty and they're going to send him off, okay? And so that's the religious rulers. Caiaphas was a high priest here. They're sending him off to Pilate. They get to the praetorium and it was early. So we've seen that in the other gospels. It's early in the morning. And they themselves, now the they is who? The religious rulers, right? Listen to this carefully, folks. This opens up all sorts of doors of understanding, this one little part right here. And they themselves did not enter into the praetorium so that they would not be defiled, but might eat the Passover. What? Yeah, see, the religious rulers did not want to go into the praetorium, into the uh, uh, pagan land right there, okay, because it would make them defiled, and they wanted to eat the Passover. Well, I thought Jesus had just had a meal earlier in the day, which would have been it to be, which would have been at the beginning of the day when the sun went down, and everybody calls that the Passover meal. Well, it wasn't the Passover proper. No, it wasn't. He was establishing a new covenant. Yes, they were having a meal. Yes, he said, I've been wanting to have this meal with you, but it wasn't the Passover meal. Yes, they had gone to prepare for the Passover meal, but there was a lot involved with preparation, securing the place, cleaning it out, getting all the leaven, getting the food ready, getting everything up. You're going to sacrifice the lamb later in the day. It's going to be later this day, folks. The sun has risen. It'll be 3 o'clock that afternoon when they sacrifice the lamb, and then they will cook the lamb. And when when they sit down to eat that meal, the Passover meal, the sun goes down. And it's the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So this right here shows us and verifies so much of the chronology that I've been sharing with you uh, for months, if not years now. So you see that the religious rulers, they didn't want to go in because they, they thought they would be defiled, and they wanted to eat the Passover. Verse 29, therefore, Pilate went out to them. So they didn't go into where Pilate was, where he's sitting on his throne and everything. He went out to them and said, what accusation do you bring against this man? And they answered and said to him, if this man were not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him to you. <laughs> we're getting a little testy here, aren't we? So we've already seen Pilate didn't want to have anything to do with any of this. Okay? But he comes out there and he says, okay, what accusation? 
And then this nasty religious spirit, which we encounter day in and day out, this snarky attitude. Well, if this guy wasn't an evildoer, we wouldn't have been delivering to you. They did not even want to give Pilate what the accusations were, much less go into the whole uh, pseudo trial that they had given that night to this man. They didn't even want to go down that road. They wanted Pilate to rubber stamp what they were doing. They wanted him to say, okay, I agree with y'all that he's an evildoer, so y'all do with him whatever you want to. So what was Pilate's response? So Pilate said to them, take him yourself and judge him according to your law. <laughs> he didn't know they'd already done that. The Jews said to him, we're not permitted to put anyone to death. <laughs> well, that sort of ups the ante right there. Okay? It lets Pilate know, okay, they've already had this thing. They've already determined he needs to be put to death. But they don't have the political authority under that regime to put anybody to death. They could have put him to death for blasphemy under the law, gone out, taken him outside the camp, and stoned him. But they didn't want to do that. That would have created such a ruckus among the people. So again, they said this, we are not permitted to put anyone to death. And then verse 32 explains what's going on. To fulfill the word of Jesus, which he spoke, signifying about what kind of death he was about to die. What kind of death? Well, we know later that it's going to be on a cross. He's hinted at that. But remember, he told his disciples repeatedly that he would be turned over to the religious rulers and they would all uh, desire to kill him. So Pilate, verse 33, therefore Pilate entered again in the praetorium. So he goes back in and he summons Jesus and he says to him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, are you saying this on your own initiative or did others tell you about me? <laughs> So Jesus, I mean, he's trying to draw Pilate in right here, okay? Because he's saying, hey, did you receive this of your own initiative? Have you discerned this yourself, that I'm the king of the Jews? Have you looked at this and understood what's happening and what's going on here? Or did others tell you about me? Pilate says, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and chief priest delivered you me. What have you done? So he's, he's saying, no, no. He said, I, my own initiative, what are you talking about? I'm not a Jew. And he says, your own leaders have done this. Your own chief priest, your own nation has delivered you. What have you done? And Jesus answered this. Hang on to this, guys. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Because Jesus is letting Pilate know <coughs> that he's no threat that his kingdom is not uh, a threat to him. It's not a kingdom in the traditional sense of a Roman kingdom or anything like that. And he says, the example is what you're seeing right now. If my kingdom really were of this world, they'd be fighting. My servants would be fighting that I would not be handed not over to the Romans, but handed over to the Jews. But Jesus says, as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Therefore, Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answers, says, yeah, you're correct, that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. So he's saying, I've been born. Yeah, I'm a king. See, he declares that before Pilate. He wouldn't say a word to the religion rulers. Why? He, he's already told us. He said, if I tell you the truth, you're not going to believe me. 
So now he tells Pilate what's going on. He says, I am a king, but I've been born in this world, but I'm not of this world. And the people that understand the truth, everyone who is of the truth, hears my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? And I don't know if Pilate says, well, what is truth? Snarky at him. Or if Pilate said, what is truth? You know, in other words, uh, what was the tone of voice that ref- uh, revealed and reflected his heart? And when he had said this, he went out to the Jews and said to them, I find no guilt in him. Now, the previous three Gospels had told us that he had found no guilt in him. But now we see why. He had a little consult, a little confab here with the creator of all creation. And comes out after that and says, you know what? I don't find any guilt in this man whatsoever. Does that mean that Pilate believed? <laughs> Does that mean that Pilate uh, understood what was going on, what happened, knew who Jesus was? We won't know until all eternity. You know, I can argue that Pilate did believe. Now, did Pilate make a mistake? Yeah, he washed his hands of it. Don't want to have anything to do it. People say, well, he's just as guilty as those who killed him. Yeah, we're all just as guilty, folks. Pilate could have come back after it's all said and done and repented. You can see he's searching for the truth. Would not surprise me if we met him in glory someday. Well, anyway, this is Dale. I thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye.